You're listening to episode 180 of the Tennis Files podcast on seven ways to improve your focus. Welcome to the Tennis Files podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. Hey, Pete. I hear that you have a cool new opportunity for new talent to get featured on your YouTube channel, which has like 44,000 plus subscribers, which is ridiculous, uh, as well as on TennisCon. That's right. Well, Maribon, it's great to be with you. As you know, we both run our own summits. you got the Tennis Summit, which is amazing. I have TennisCon. We feature the best coaches on the planet. But this year, we had some new talent. The Tennis Mentor was amazing. Marissa from Ripa Tennis is great. I want to give more coaches who have an interest in learning how to start coaching online, because I think it's so important in today's environment, be able to get on my YouTube channel and to be able to get in the TennisCon 5. They're going to have to earn it. And if they do a good job, I'll send them your way. Nice, nice. I would really appreciate that. New talent is always great for Tennis Summit. But um, a big question, obviously, I'm sure everybody's uh, really wants to get started with this. So how do they get started to take advantage of this opportunity? Yeah, well, they can actually go to a website, coachtennisonline.com, where I'm going to be showing them the ropes on how to learn how to run an online tennis business. Because I just think it's super important in today's environment that coaches are a little more protected than this going out there and, you know, being victims of bad weather. And, you know, this year showed us all how, how vulnerable we can be. And I think it's super important to get online. So that's the big reason why I'm also doing this. So they can go to coachtennisonline.com to sign up and we'll take it from there. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the Tennis Files podcast. It's the first show of 2021. I almost said 2020. And uh, I'm glad that we made it. Obviously, a lot of people have been talking about how 2020 was very tough and how we wanted to just get it over with. And uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much feel the same way. But, you know, we still have to reflect and look back at what happened last year and how we can improve upon it. And, you know, in the spirit of reflecting, I took a look at a lot of feedback and questions that I've received. And one theme that I found is that a lot of tennis players do struggle with their focus on the court, whether it's getting to a slow start or going up and then all of a sudden just folding under pressure. And so I thought that it would be a good idea to do a solo episode on seven ways to improve your focus. Um, I actually bought a bunch of waiters pads, which I learned from a podcaster named James Altucher uh, because it's very economical and the waiters pads are fantastic for writing down lists. So I I try to brainstorm a lot, but uh, I brainstormed a bunch of different ways to improve your focus for tennis and, you know, also for other things. And then I picked the best seven ones. So Obviously, focus and concentration is one of the keys to success in tennis. And I mean, you know, what happens when you you lose focus? I mean, a lot of bad things, you know, things that I just mentioned, uh, errors can creep up in our game. Matches that are going well can all of a sudden turn around in our opponent's favor. We can forget about the strategy that we were using that was previously working well and just, you know, lose our discipline and go for crazy low percentage shots, for example. We can tighten up, we can get more emotional. Uh, And believe me, I've experienced 
all these things more, many more times than once in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but of how, you know, my very first college tennis match and I was playing a tournament in Cornell and I actually played a friend and uh, I was up something like 6251. And then all of a sudden I just lost my focus. And I thought about how it would be so cool to win my first tennis match. And instantly I tightened up and you know, the first thing my coach said when I walked off the court very sullenly is he said, you've got to focus on the process uh, and not the results. Um, but, you know, obviously today we're here to talk about focus and uh, I'll just jump into the first one. And the first tip is to meditate. And I know some of you think that's like some sort of woo-woo type of thing or you know, maybe it's too cool for you, but I, I really urge you to to give it a try. Um, and you know, if you if you really examine what meditation is all about, it really does parallel tennis very well. Uh, I've asked you know several of my interviewees about meditation, and a lot of them do do it. And uh, so, meditation it helps you train your mind to focus, and also more importantly, to refocus. So during meditation, your objective is to acknowledge distractions and then return back to focusing on whatever it is you're focusing on for that particular session. And sometimes it changes in the same session too. So uh, you could, you might think of some sort of random thought and then return back to focusing on your breath, or maybe you're focusing on the sounds around you. Perhaps it's a mantra, or you're focusing on parts of your body. And, you know, it's very similar in tennis because you're going to encounter distractions. I mean, I've thought about, you know, the crowd, about uh, my coach who's in attendance, uh, you know, my fellow teammates and how I don't want to let them down and all these things. So, but you have to refocus. You can't just have that linger around in your mind. So meditation is really all about accepting that your mind is going to stray towards random thoughts. And so you're practicing your ability to refocus back on whatever it is that you're focusing on for that session. And, you know, when you do meditate and you practice it and, you know, like with a lot of great things, it's not going to make an immediate impact in most cases, like right away well, after one session. Um, but when you do it consistently and you get into a routine, then you'll get much better at letting go of things like an unforced error or a missed opportunity in the same way that you let go of a thought and then refocus again in meditation. And so there's many different, well, there's different types of meditation. To be honest, I'm not, you know, a meditation guru and I don't know all the different types of meditation. I have heard of transcendental meditation, but I would suggest that you just start with these amazing apps that make it so easy to get started and to meditate. The apps that I have used are Headspace was the first one that I used. Uh, very good. Uh, and then now I use the Calm app. And there's also one called Oak that I've been uh, experimenting with just because I saw some mantra-based uh, meditation on there, uh, which I was interested in. But those three are great. And they have guided meditations and beginner meditations to help you get started for free. Uh, and I actually use the free ones just over and over again for many, many months. But then I 
ended up just becoming a paying member uh, for a small monthly fee, I think, just to get, you know, access to more of, of those different types of meditations. I think there was some discount I got somehow. I don't know even how I got it really, but I have definitely, through my meditation, uh, become a more calm and focused person, both on and off the court. And my day actually feels very different when I don't meditate on the whole. And so I have actually been meditating, gosh, I think at least for four years now, and I rarely miss a day. So again, you know, I, I really think that the parallels of the practicing of refocusing because again, you're naturally going to get these thoughts that pop in your head uh, while you meditate. And similarly, you're naturally going to get thoughts of fear, nervousness, and extraneous factors while you play tennis. So uh, they, it's great training. The meditation is for tennis uh, and, and focusing and, and getting refocused on the court. So the second way to improve your focus is to create a plan for your practices and matches. And so I have a couple of quotes here for you that kind of illustrate this point further. The first one is, uh, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail by Alan Lakin, I believe. And the second one is actually one that I recently posted on my Instagram page, which you can follow me at tennis.files, so tennis period files. And that quote says, it's not the will to win that matters. Everyone has that. It's the will to prepare to win that matters. And that's by Paul Bear Bryant, football coach. And basically, like, first let's tackle the practice plans. I find that with tennis practices, uh, among many other things, you know, in life, if I prepare beforehand by creating a plan and, you know, scheduling what I want to do and, and being specific about what I want to practice, then I'm going to be way more focused during that practice session. I mean, with no plan, people tend to just do whatever comes to mind, like hitting cross course for 30 minutes or playing a baseline game, uh, which is not bad. But uh, a lot of times, you know, you can get a lot more done if you just put some planning ahead in, ahead of time for your practices. Uh, otherwise, you're not as efficient. So... If you, for example, you, you know, the day, the night before or a few days before your practices, you schedule them out and let's say you write in your Google calendar or a physical calendar that I'm going to focus this practice on hitting on my second serves or I'm going to focus on attacking short balls or I want to do the figure eight drill and then I want to do a a drill with only uh, or play four games with only second serves things like that, then you're going to be way more focused because you know exactly what you're supposed to work on. And again, most of the advice that I give on the podcast, like I've not taken that advice at some point or another um, before. So, uh, you know, there's lots of times where I would just get on the court with a practice partner and, you know, we just not even know what we wanted to do. And it just wasn't so productive, fun, but not so productive. Uh, And similarly, and well, you know, they're both really important practice plans and and match plans. But, you know, you really want to have a game plan before you play your matches because without one, you're either just going to be playing reactionary without any initiative or you're going to do whatever comes to mind. But when you have thought about what strategies to use and how to construct points to your advantage, then you have a roadmap that you 
can follow and this will naturally increase your focus because before each point you're going to be you're going to know what you need to do to be successful with a game plan so all you've got to do is just keep executing that game plan or tweak it if needed based on how the match is going so I mean, there's another quote out there. Actually, I remember my former collegiate coach, uh, Keith Perrier, he said eh, something to the effect of, like, if you don't have a plan, and then it's like just being on a rudderless ship uh, and you're not going to be able to steer where it's going. So, uh, but all that to say, you want to have plans ahead of time for your practices and your matches. It's going to help your focus quite a bit. All right, so number three for the uh, ways to improve our focus is to have a routine before matches and practices, as well as in between points. So, so have routines. Routines are really fantastic. So, you know, regarding routines before matches and practices, you know, you might want to do something like, you know, you get on the bike or you you go on a light jog, a jump rope. And then you perform uh, a dynamic warm-up routine. You do some visualization, stuff like that. Perhaps you have the same meal or rotation of meals. And that's going to really help you just to, to get in that familiar zone. You, know, you see these uh, top-level players doing a lot of the same things over and over again. It's because it gets you comfortable. And again, in that, that same mindset of, all right, you know, it's, it's game time. And in between points, so I, you know, I, I, I like to brainstorm the ideas that I have, but I also like to go back to certain interviews and presentations that, you know, among the hundreds that I've been a part of, conducted basically, or hosted. And one really excellent one uh, was a presentation on the Tennis Summit in 2018 from Jeff Greenwald, who is a mental game coach and a great player as well. And his routine for in between points that he suggested is as follows. So in between points, after the point is over, you take a deep breath and then you feel your feet on the ground and then you look at your strings and you can, you know, play with them. And this is another way to to help you just let go of the previous point clear your mind and refocus for the next point. And I remember Jeff actually telling me during his presentation, like, let's go through this. And uh, well, the feet on the ground, particularly, because that's something that I don't think many people do. And, you know, I was first imagining myself playing and losing a point. And then he said, okay, now take a deep breath and then feel your feet on the ground. And I did that. And I instantly, my brain, uh, it just, it, it let go of that, you know, virtual loss of the point and it just made me focus on my feet on the ground. And then that was a great way to reset. So that is pretty neat. So I would I would encourage you to try this in between a point. Take a deep breath, feel your feet on the ground, and then look at your strings. I mean, there's other physical cues that you can do, like, you know, slap your thigh, like I think Agassi would do, or or, you know, recite like a positive mantra, but you know, it's in between point rituals are are fantastic. All right. So now we can shift to number four of this list here. And number four, the fourth way to help you focus uh, better on the court is to forget about the score. And that goes back to when my coach Keith Perrier said, um, focus on the process, not the results. 
See, the problem with thinking about the score is that it causes you to get tighter and more nervous, causes you to pull off on your shots, it causes you to veer off your game plan. I mean, this was really one of the most painful things that I went through, and it was for a long period in my junior career. It's like whenever the match was tight, like while I was hitting the ball, like when the other guy was running to the ball, I was just kept telling myself, dude, you know, it's 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 six all in tie break. You got to win this point. You got to win this point. And I used to think that, you know, this just helped with my sense of urgency and it would help me like win the point. But I mean, it it had this probably more negative effect of making me play so tight and not allowing me to play freely. So if you do uh, instead forget about the score, it will help you to play more freely, like I said. It'll allow you to execute the game plan that you actually put in place and it'll prevent nerves from affecting your play. So, you know, just to kind of make the example, an example to make it more concrete, you know, if you've got this game plan that you're going to, you know, attack any short ball that's in, in the, the middle of the court, but then you're too tight, you know, you're thinking, oh man, it's, it's six all in the tie break. And then you you know you hit that you might hit it and you might stay back, or you might like hit a very tentative approach shot. And these things are going to actually, even though you're trying to win, it's going to negatively affect the, the ultimate. Uh, I mean your your play, your growth, but also uh, most likely the result of the point too. Anyway, so if you forget about the score, then you know you can go back to uh, the second tip here of of having a, a, ma- a game plan in place. And now your entire focus is to just try to implement the game plan, try to execute it as best you can. And then that way you're going to um, play strategically sound. You're going to just swing, hit full swings and, and not just like those, those half nervous ones that, you know, you see a lot of players, like they swing freely in, in uh, practice. And then all of a sudden in matches, you see they're not uh, fully free out there. So this will prevent that. And again, like uh, this great presentation that that Jeff gave, the, the presentation was actually titled Play the Best Tennis of Your Life, which was, you know, a great, great uh, title for it. But one thing that he said that stuck with me is that you have to move beyond the score and be immersed in the moment in what is happening. And you have to stay present and focused on improving and going for your shot replicating your best mental state in practice and bringing that to the match so you can swing freely and go for your shots. So fantastic advice, reiterating what I was just talking about here, but the advice for forgetting about the score. And whenever I have decided to let go of the score and committed instead to playing freely, I then naturally concentrated on executing my strategy for that point and my play and ability to swing freely went up significantly where I would normally play more tight and nervous and be really worried about just getting the ball in and winning the point, which, like I said, it just is not a good feeling. You know, I remember coming off the court from those matches, and even though I had won, I would just think like, well, I mean, all I did was just keep the ball in. I didn't really go for anything. My opponent missed, you know. I mean, that was most of the time. Sometimes I'd still play well, but yeah, it's uh, it's very different. and. You know, I was even just playing a baseline game recently where it was like nine all or something with my with my buddy uh, Peter, and I actually 
just, uh, you know, I, I did feel a tiny bit of uh, nerves of like, oh, you know, it's nine all, let's win this. But then I just flipped the switch, as Rick Macy said on a recent interview, actually months ago, but fairly recent, and uh, for the summit. And I said, you know what, just execute, just execute. And like all of a sudden, like immediately I was just swinging more freely. So it's pretty amazing how focusing on the process and forgetting about the score, how much it can help you. So number five is practice visualization. And, you know, mentally speaking, visualization is is really fantastic for you uh, and physiologically too. I mean, even just a few minutes of picturing yourself playing the way that you want to play and seeing yourself being loose in your mind and hitting your favorite shots that you've practiced is, can help you a lot in your performance and you know your your focus and being locked in. I would think that you've probably heard at this point of you know how many successful athletes and other people, uh, how many of them practice visualization. And when I interviewed James Blake, which I had the very great honor of doing that twice, he mentioned how. He always visualized exactly how the match and individual points would go before his matches. And he would picture where he hit the ball, where his opponent was on the court, and so forth, you know, the crowd, all this stuff. So, you know, when you visualize, uh, you are essentially reinforcing positive outcomes in your mind and your body as well. So, this is obviously a great thing to do before playing. So, I would highly suggest visualization as a practice for you. All right, number six on our list of how to help your focus uh, is to have a specific intention going into a practice or match. This really helps your focus a lot. And this is another thing that, you know, I've seen different athletes and even, you know, like professional poker players, like everybody who, you know, they talk about the power of intention. And I think Jeff talked about this on his presentation as well. So some examples, very simple ones are, you know, I will be more aggressive. I will come to the net when I get an opportunity. Um, I will serve and volley more. These intentions before the match shifts the mind to focusing on improvement and mastery instead of results. And you're going to be more focused on executing on the particular intention that you set for yourself when playing instead of worrying about winning or losing. Uh, and again, you know, I, when we're talking about focus, I, I, I really think that, you know, even though you may think that focusing on the outcome is focus, I mean, that's not really the best way to go about things because uh, being results oriented is, is just not, you know, in, in, in all big endeavors, it's just really not the way to go. It's more of like you want to you know, sure, you have like an outcome in the end that you want or result or aspiration, but, you know, you break things down and think like, what do I have to do? What process do I have to follow to become successful? Uh, and then you just keep following that process and, you know, you think about the long term and sometimes you're not going to be successful that first time, but if you keep following the process over and over again, uh, and eventually you're going to come to that point where you succeed, whether that's, you know, the same day or it's, you know, months or years from that, from that time, uh, that's what it takes. And I think the, the bigger the goal, um, and you know, the more difficult it is, the more time it'll take for the most part. So setting an intention, it doesn't take much time. 
but it can have a big effect. So I highly encourage you, you know, like before your practice, for example, before a match, you say, you know, I'm going to set an intention to hit, hit uh, deeper into the court this match. And like that, that's, that's it. That's my goal. And, and then your mind is going to lock in and say, you know what, this is what I need to do. And you're not going to worry so much about winning or losing. You're going to, you're going to focus on hitting those, those deep balls. It's super powerful. Believe me. All right. Now the seventh and final tip on how to improve your focus for your tennis game in 2021 and beyond is to set tennis goals that you are hungry to achieve. So, you know, as opposed to just going out there and just playing, just playing matches, just playing, hitting around in practice, set some goals that you want to, that, that you're excited about, you know, like set, set a goal like, you know what, I, my goal is to, to increase my serve speed by 15 miles per hour. Maybe that's something you can get excited about or, my goal is to, uh, you know, crack the top ten in my uh, in my particular section. Or my goal is I want to uh, increase my NTRP rating by half a point. These types of things, and all of a sudden, boom! You know, you're going to be excited. You're going to go out on the court with with the intention of improving, getting better. Uh, so that you know, that sparks focus. You know, for example, like every single year when I, uh, for the past four or five years now where I'm like, you know what, my goal is to make the tennis summit the biggest and best that it's ever been. Uh, that's exciting. And, you know, you just get that focus. Another example is bring it to more to, I mean, that's tennis too, with the tennis summit, but like tennis playing, you know, when I, uh, when sectionals came, you know, the goal was to play my best and to uh, to try to get the team to sectionals to do everything I could to do that, and you know the the training block uh, I like to call it you know the couple months before sectionals was just uh, you know it was all out. I was focused. I was very driven, and I was excited. And this is what it's all about. You know, it's just setting goals, getting excited at what what you can achieve and how you can help yourself and others by performing your best in tennis and whatever else it is. So that's the uh, the seventh tip there to set tennis goals that you're hungry to achieve. So let me recap this list for you on the seven ways to improve your focus on the court. So we've got number one is to practice meditation and use those apps. Best way to, to start Calm, Headspace, or Oak. Uh, many others do. Try them out. Uh, number two is to create a plan for your practices and matches, practice plans and game plans for matches. Number three is to have a routine before you play and also in between points. Number four is to forget about the score and just, just um, focus on the process instead and executing your game plan. Number five is to practice visualization. Number six is to to have a specific intention before going into a practice or a match. And number seven is to set tennis goals that you are hungry to achieve and get excited. And you're going to supercharge your focus, especially if you stack these together. Uh, I mean, you should stack them all together for sure. 
All right. Well, I, I really hope that you uh, enjoyed these uh, these seven ways to improve your focus this year. And uh, please email me. Let me know uh, what you think. And uh, you know, especially if you're if you try these, maybe you there's one or more that you haven't been implementing. Uh, highly encourage you to do that and to let me know how it's going. Obviously, I love to hear uh, when when uh, this podcast can positively impact you in your game. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the podcast and uh, it'd be great if you could leave a review for the show too. If you find the podcast helpful, that's always fantastic for the show and for myself. And, you know, it just helps raise the visibility of the show. And it also, uh, subscribing in particular, will get you these episodes automatically downloaded to your podcast app of choice. So you can subscribe and leave a review at tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts. Uh, or whatever app you prefer. Uh, Apple Podcasts may be the best one, but for review purposes at least. Also, as I mentioned, we've got the Tennis Summit coming up in April, mid-April-ish. I'll keep you updated on that. But as I said, you know, I try to make it bigger and better every year. Last year, 2020, was absolutely insane. We had about 14,000 people attend, which was a huge increase from the previous year. and. you know, I'm just going to keep making it bigger and improving it as much as I can for sure. So I've got some really exciting things in store that I'm going to be adding to the summit. So stay tuned on that. And, you know, if you want to stay tuned uh, and get updates, just go to tennisfiles.com and uh, subscribe to my newsletter. You'll also get a pretty nifty free ebook that will help you improve your game and level up. And I'd like to leave you with a quote, as I often love to do at the end of the show. And this one is by Robert Schuller. And Robert said, never underestimate your problem or your ability to deal with it. And I do think we underestimate our abilities. We, we probably underestimate our abilities to focus as well, for example. But we really do uh, have more focus in us than we think. Uh, actually, this reminds me of of David Goggins and his 40% rule, which is, uh, you know, when you think you're just absolutely done, uh, you've always got, you've always got more in the tank. You know, you've, you've always got that 40% extra that you can push yourself with. And, you know, I think, uh, one, one trick is to, uh, when you feel like your reserves are out, you just, just push yourself a little more. You say, you know what, I'm just going to work on this for five more minutes, or I'm going to put in one more set. And, you know, oftentimes that's enough to, to boost up your, uh, your focus and to keep you going. So it's a little tidbit of, uh, you know, advice that I, one of the myriad pieces of advices that I've been, uh, exposed to that has really helped me a lot. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to, uh, episode 180 of the podcast. Jeez. We just, uh, we keep going. It's amazing. We're, we're already at 180. Can't wait for. 200 and 300 knock on wood and beyond so thanks so much for listening for all the support and again happy new year be safe and i really hope uh and pray that you have a very healthy and prosperous 2021 so all the best to you and really appreciate your support and this is mirabon aranchad signing out and we'll see you on the next episode of the tennis files podcast Take care. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.